0: This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy Oates, and this is The Full Story. If you've gone to a supermarket lately, you might have noticed your groceries are a lot more expensive. It's all expensive. Everything is expensive in here. Everything. Yes, um, it's ridiculous. The price of, like, living has gone up. Like, I feel like I used to spend a lot less than I currently do. I just can't afford it, you know. Like, you know, I find it very, very hard. While state and federal governments are pledging assistance for the skyrocketing costs of things like fuel and energy bills, the cost of vegetables is kind of going under the radar. Lettuce, my God. Um, there's certain things I couldn't even buy. It's definitely rising, definitely. So why are vegetable prices rising so dramatically and what can be done about it? Today, the incredible cost of lettuce. It's Monday the 13th of June. Okay, Kate, so when did you first start noticing that vegetable prices were rising? So I've
1: been looking at cost of living stories for quite a while now. Kate Kelly is a reporter for Guardian Australia. But this issue really kind of kicked off and went viral about a week ago when a Queensland shopper spotted this iceberg lettuce selling at a supermarket for $11.99. Wow. Yeah, like the photo just exploded on the internet because iceberg has you know, become this real symbol of rising cost of living pressure in Australia. Um, They used to cost $2.80 and now in certain parts of the country, you're going to be coughing over 12 bucks. And the lettuce issue is fairly widespread. So, for example, KFC and Subway have had to adjust their menus and recipes by using cabbage mixed in with the lettuce because there's such a shortage
0: of it. Right, I've seen people tweeting about the lettuce crisis saying that, you know, Woolies has been updating when they're getting different types of lettuce in and they were talking about how people with lettuces might be seen as wealthy going forward, that they're going to be the out-of-touch population.
1: Yeah, like if you're eating lettuce at the moment, you're bougie. Like that's, I think that's just the bottom line, right? You know, and I've seen heaps of memes and it's like iceberg lettuce is the Ferrari of vegetables. These are the kind of things people are saying. You just didn't expect the common
0: man's lettuce to explode so much. Have you seen these lettuce prices yourself? I, I mean, ever since I saw you writing about this, I went to the shops and I saw that they were up a little bit in my local supermarket, but not. Eleven ninety
1: nine. I think at most supermarkets across the country, they're sitting about $5.50. Mm. I know that's what they cost at my local, local one. And when I've looked at other people's receipts um, in the last, you know, couple of
0: weeks, that seems to be where they're sort of at. That's if you can get them as well. So is it just lettuce that we're seeing explode in price and also out of stock? No, it's not just lettuce.
1: And I think most shoppers would know that by now. You know, across the fresh food market, Vegetables have just been hit so hard with price increases. Mm. So I spoke to Michael Harvey. He's a senior analyst at Rabobank, who said Australians had seen the highest price growth in 10 years. Yes, it's vegetables, but it's also beef and dairy and seafood. It's across your whole shopping list, essentially. Mm. But the cost of vegetables is noticeably high, right? So the latest Consumer Price Index figures show that the cost of vegetables has grown
0: 12.7% over the past year. What does this actually look like in people's shopping bills and their weekly shopping budget? Well, it obviously depends on your budget, but
1: you could be paying up to hundreds of dollars more for your weekly groceries. So, for example, I spoke to a woman named Erin Brown and she's on Job Seeker, and she tracks all of her expenses. When she compared her shopping receipts today with receipts from six months ago, she found everything had gone up since then. So back in March, Erin would spend $50 a week a fortnight on food and now she's spending 250 And it's not just her. So like a bit of a creep, I've been going through my colleagues' receipts and comparing what they looked like, you know, Nine months ago, twelve months ago, and how much
0: they're costing now. I assume with permission you've been looking <laughs> through their receipts, not just opening up their wallets. <laughs> I got consent first, I promise. Okay, good, good. Um, and
1: they sent them to me, so it's okay. They know what I was doing <laughs> with them. Uh, um and you know, it's not just a dollar or two. These receipts show it's 20, 30, 40 bucks, depending on what they're buying. And it's not just vegetables. It's
0: totally, yeah. It's across the whole shop. Mm. So I suppose the big question is why have we seen the prices of vegetables go up so dramatically? There are heaps of reasons
1: behind this, and it's important to know that there are both domestic and international factors that have contributed to the situation that we're in. Mm. So starting with the domestic factors first, the things that are forcing up prices are the weather, the labour market, and the energy crisis. Mm. Let's break it down. Flooding has significantly affected crops, including in the Lockyer Valley in Queensland. And this is a really significant region for growing Australia's vegetables. In fact, Tyson Cattle, who is a spokesperson for industry group AusVeg, said you could throw a dart at a board covered in fresh vegetables and there is a significant chance you'd hit something that was grown in the Lockyer Valley. So that's how important this region is for our vegetable supply. So we obviously also grow vegetables in New South Wales and Victoria, but not as much in winter. So Queensland is essentially feeding much of Australia during the colder months. But the Lockyer Valley has been affected by floods, which have so far wiped out three lettuce crops, pushing down the available supply and making them more expensive. Mm.
0: You mentioned the labour market, Kate. Why is that impacting prices as well? So basically, it has to do with backpackers. Earlier this year, I looked into labour shortages
1: on Australian farms, um, along with my colleague, Natasha May, who is a reporter in Guardian Australia's Rural Network. Mm. And previously, British backpackers specifically made up about a quarter of the ag workforce. And that's because they had to do 88 days working in regional Australia to be able to stay in the country long term. But now, working holiday visa holders from the UK can also work in hospitality and tourism. Mm. And we also know that over the past two years, we've seen less backpackers coming into Australia in the first place because of the pandemic. For an example of this, right, figures from the National Farmers Federation suggested only 7,000 backpackers had returned to work in agriculture by February. This compares with pre-pandemic workforce of about 40,000. Wow, that's a 33,000 worker shortage. Yeah, it's huge, right? We're experiencing a labour shortage, which is compounded by COVID and the flu season, causing many employees to take time off work. So basically, this
0: labour shortage means that food sometimes isn't getting to supermarket shelves. So Kate, you also mentioned the energy crisis has a part to play in this. What's the link there?
1: So, my colleague Peter Hannum, he's Guardian Australia's economics correspondent, wrote about how rising energy costs, especially gas prices, are hitting businesses in the food chain pretty hard. Energy prices in some states are expected to go up by 18% this year. And Peter spoke to a company called Kogami in Victoria, which is one of Australia's largest regional food processors. Their chief executive told Peter that their energy costs were out of control and they had little choice when it came to passing on these costs to consumers. Mm. For them, their gas bill is predicted to rise
0: by 25% over the next year. Right, so that's the domestic issues at play here, the weather, a labour shortage and also the price of energy. What about the international factors?
1: Internationally, there are two main things that are putting pressure on the global food supply chains. The first one is the war between Ukraine and Russia. The conflict has led to an increase in the price of fuel and fertiliser. So when I spoke to Michael Harvey at Rabobank, he said the war in Ukraine impacts the cost of energy, fertiliser, grains and oil seeds. So that includes livestock, dairy, fresh produce, nuts and sugar. And if we look at fertilizer, it is up by 120% from 24 months ago. You need to keep in mind here that using less fertilizer decreases yields and quality. So using less means growing less. Mm. And the second big thing is the pandemic lockdown in China. So parts of China have been locked down for months now, and that includes Shanghai. So we know that the strict lockdowns in China have had far-reaching effects on supply chains in many industries, including vehicles and transportation. So this has just contributed to prices going up for multiple industries
0: I feel like this is coming up in every episode of the podcast at the moment. You know, I'm like, why is there a shortage in this? It's Russia and China, basically, is the answer. It's surprising how much these two things are impacting absolutely everything else
1: around the globe. But that's the world that we live in now.
0: Next, how expensive could your grocery bill get? So, Kate, how long will these prices stay high, the price of vegetables? So it is expected to get worse
1: before it gets better, essentially. Mm. When I spoke to them, both Michael Harvey and Tyson Cattle warned that this trend will continue and that we are looking at ongoing hip pocket pain. And I know no one wants to hear that. I certainly don't. Mm. But for cost to ease over the next 12 months, like a lot of things have to fall in place. Um, As Harvey said when we were chatting, we'd need better growing conditions, improved labour availability and less
0: supply chain disruptions. Mm. So just the end to the pandemic The war. Just a simple wish list. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the new agriculture
1: Minister Murray Watts said this week that tackling the labour shortage would be one of his big priorities. Labour's actually planning to expand the Pacific Australia Labour Mobility Scheme in an effort to bring more migrant workers in from the Pacific to Australia to fill the shortage. So... We'll see if that kind of helps improve the situation, but it's also potentially problematic because there are concerns that it could lead to worker exploitation. So obviously it's complex, it's going to stay complex. Um, When I spoke to Michael Harvey, he also brought up the fact, and I think this is really important, that climate change will continue to to disrupt our food systems and supplies. And that's going to continue making things more expensive. There's going to be increased extreme weather events. There already is in this country. And so consumers are going to feel that when they go to the supermarket.
0: Mm. It's hard to ensure reliable supply of vegetables when you're oscillating from fires across the East Coast to floods across the East Coast every two years.
1: Yeah, like in a country like this especially, like, you know, we need direct action on climate change to make sure that, you know, vegetables don't continue to
0: skyrocket. So what can people do in their own lives to try and manage these rising costs in their grocery bills? So I've spoken to a number of people about this and there are a
1: few tricks and tips that they were doing that I didn't kind of realise. I spoke to one woman, her name is Kate Walton. She lives in Canberra. And what she started doing is going to the supermarket in the afternoons when the specials are rolled out. You know, she told me, you often find me haunting the supermarket at 2.30pm because that's when like workers come down and they take 50% off meat and put, you know, the weird veggies back on the shelf for the cheaper. Mm. Um, She was saving quite a lot of money doing that. And then I spoke to Joel Ferent. So he is from the Dietitians Association of Australia, um, but he's also known as the nutrition guy. Sorry, who calls him the nutrition guy? Well, he calls himself that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he says choosing frozen or canned vegetables is a great way to get the nutrients you need for a little bit cheaper. Mm. He also recommended legumes because they're cheap and affordable and they're like full of nutrition. The other key thing that he said was to look for specials on vegetables. So um, these are ones that may not be cosmetically perfect, but you can put them in a stir fry or frittata or a slow cooker or whatever, and they're going to look the same when they're in there. Mm. Yeah. So there are a bunch of other things that you can also do to save money. Um, These include growing your own vegetables, swapping fresh produce and seeds with people in your local area or neighbourhood, and it's also really useful to understand and know what are good buys for this season. So my colleague Helen Hawke wrote an article for The Guardian about the best value produce for June and her advice was to look for broccolini, which is cheaper than broccoli at the moment in most supermarkets, Asian greens, which are delicious, carrots, and obviously just avoid iceberg lettuce and also zucchinis. They're really expensive at the moment. Um, Guardian Australia will also have a monthly market report on fresh produce on the first Thursday of every month. So if you keep an eye out for that, we're going to monitor what are the best picks for
0: your grocery carts and and show you how to keep the dollars down. This is all helpful advice, but it can't just be on the individual though. This is a big problem. I know that the previous government introduced a one-off cost of living payment in the last budget of $250 for people on certain welfare payments. Do we need something more? Something like a lettuce subsidy?
1: It is interesting and it's a really good question because so far the conversation has focused elsewhere on what the government can do. So with the last government, the emphasis was on cost of fuel and now state and federal governments are talking about energy and trying to help out with the cost of that. But we're yet to see um, specific announcements on how governments might help tackle the price of food at the moment and that could include for example raising job seeker and introducing sort of other short-term subsidies essentially just helping people get food on their plates because this is a crisis and you know as we've discussed it's not kind of going to go away anytime soon.
0: Kate Kelly, a reporter at Guardian Australia. We'll post some links to the articles we discussed in this episode on the Full Story page. You should also check out an article by our colleague Michael Sun, where he looks at the best cooking methods for Asian greens, called Six Ways with Asian Greens. They're almost like a cross between spinach and broccoli. This episode of Full Story was produced by Jane Lee and Alison Chan. Sound design and mixing by Joe Koning and Camilla Hannan. The executive producers of Full Story are Miles Mattagnione, Gabrielle Jackson, and me, Laura Murphy Oates. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a rating or a review. It does help other people find the show. Okay, catch you tomorrow.